Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. There was a problem with the Israelites and that problem was that they're possessing what God made clear to them was theirs. They had a problem possessing what was already theirs. They had a problem and they're not any different than we are. We have a problem possessing what's already ours. And God wants us to get past that point where we can exercise our faith and just go get what's already ours. Let me say this again. Just go get what's already ours. In Numbers chapter 13, verse 23, we see a little bit more of the backstory of here. Um, when the tent, they, they, they got to a place and they sent 12 spies into the land. Now, if you go back to Deuteronomy and read chapter 1, uh, God is saying, uh, y'all just go in and possess. But the people says, instead of possessing, we want to send some spies in to check it out. And God said, what do you want to check out? I already told you it's yours, but anyway, let's go check it out. Isn't that how apprehensive we are when God tells us something? Well, I don't know how this is going to work. I ain't going to do it all. I'm going to just see if I can just do a little bit of it. And in Numbers it says, when they reached the valley of Eskol, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. Two of them carried it on a pole between them. A cluster of grapes on a pole, on a mop handle. Uh, and two of them got it. One on one shoulder, one on the other. Boy, that's a big cluster of grapes. Along with some plum granites and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eskol because of the cluster of grapes the Israelites cut off there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. So things were looking pretty good with the grapes and the plum granites and the figs as they started out. Do you remember how happy you were and how excited you were when you first believed God was going to do something in your life and you started out? That was your grapes and your plum granites and your figs. You know, I was meditating on this. It's like the Lord says, tell the folks, don't be satisfied with grapes and plum granites and figs when I have much more than that for you. Don't be satisfied. In other words, God says, I have you to be a successful business owner. Don't just be satisfied working for the folk because you're getting a good check. Let me say that to somebody else. If there was one thing we are definitely afraid of, that's going into business. You got all these ideas. You can tell everybody else how they need to run their business. But you won't step out and get started. 
you won't break camp. God said, I have no respect to a person. You could be a millionaire too if you just break camp in advance. You got the ideas. Nobody's smarter than you. You have the ideas. You have the interests. I gave you ideas of what you could do, but you've been sitting there in camp for 20 years thinking, well, that's a good idea. Somebody need to do that. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if, if the black people are going to support black businesses. You don't have no black business. You got a business. And you have a good business, people will come to your place. You just got a business. I want to see some more business folks in here, more entrepreneurs, more creators. See, when you got grapes only, you can't produce nothing else. You're just going to eat the grapes. That's for consumption. God wants you to produce something. He says, I gave you some land so you can be the great producer, not just walking around with them on your shoulders. Okay, let me go to something else. Verse 26, they came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. And they gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. It does flow just like God said. Here is its fruit. It flows with milk and honey. But, come on, verse 28, but, come on, somebody say but. But But the people who live there are powerful. And the cities are fortified and large. We even saw the descendants of Anak there, the Amalekites living in the Gav, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Now, he, now they come on every excuse. And the, and the Amalekites, the descendants of Anak there, were the giants that they saw. And as I was thinking about this, you know, they said they saw giants. And, of course, they didn't, they didn't go into the promised land. It was only 40 years later that Joshua and Caleb went there. And you never hear them talk about giants when they come back 40 years later. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Just because you see a giant today don't mean he's going to be that when God show up. God has spoken to you, some of you, about his plans and purposes for your life years ago. Maybe you started out, but you didn't get much further than the grapes and the figs. Now you just have sat down on a heap and say, this is it. Let me see if I can just hold out to the end. I'm just trying to make it. I'm just holding on. I'm just doing. But that's not God's plan. Whatever God promised you, no matter how old you are, Caleb going to show us. He was 80 years old. He said, give me my mountain. I'm ready to go in and possess. Like the Israelites, you ran into a but. But. God said, come on, do that. But, Lord, you know I can't do that right now. But. But you know, uh, we don't kind of do that kind of thing. But I, I don't want to leave home. But what about what people are going to say? But those become your giants. Then Caleb silenced the people in verse 30 before Moses and said, we should go up and, pos- and take possession of this land for we can certainly do that. We can do this. That's Caleb. Hey, what y'all talking about? We can do this. 
Then verse 31 starts off with, but the men who had gone up with him said, we can't. Joshua and Caleb said, yes, we can. They said, no, we can't. We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among them, the Israelites, a bad report about the land they had explored. And they said, the land we explored devours all those living in it. And all the people we saw were of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anax come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we looked the same to them. They said, we see the giants. We can't do that. We cannot do that. God had already told them, rise, break camp, uh, go in advance, go and possess the land I gave you. Did God know those giants were there when he told them that? When they got back, the God didn't say, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. I should I'm sorry, I don't know where they came from. They weren't there when I was looking at it earlier. God didn't say that. He knew they were there. But go and possess the land. And he knows your giants are there where you are. Family members who talk to you and tell you you ain't going to never be nothing. You can't do that. Somebody trying to hold you back. Somebody trying to throw you off. He knows that you're going to have this. There's nobody here to help me. Where am I going to get the money? How am I going to go forward? You know I've never done this before. That's all those buts about things that we don't do, even though God said you can do that. And then in the book of Numbers, chapter 14, verses 1 through 10, all that night the people of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses now that they heard this story from these 10 spies that said we can't do this. They grumbled against Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly. If we only died in Egypt, or in this desert, why is it the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword, our wives and our children? You know, fear will make you think about stuff that hadn't even happened. We're going to die here. Our wives, our children, we're gonna, all this going to happen. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Let me just go back to the hood. I was out here trying to make it. I got a beat down. And let me just go on back to the hood where I know Pookie and Ray Ray now and ain't nobody going to mess with me. Ain't nobody going to talk about me because they're in the same shape I'm in. I ain't had no business out here trying to do, be out there with other folks where the other folks are anyway. Then Moses and Aaron fell down in front of the whole Israelite assembly, gathered there Joshua and Nun, uh, son of Nun and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey and, and will give it to us. Only don't rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will swallow them up. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Fear is a powerful motivator for doing nothing. There's only one thing that prevented the people of God from obtaining the promises of God there, and that was fear. 
Let me tell you a couple of things about fear, then I will tell you how to overcome and to defeat it. Fear will keep you from experiencing God's plan for your life. Fear will keep you from experiencing God's plan. Some people haven't gone into ministry because of fear. God had a plan and a promise for his people. It was the good life, but fear kept them from the promise. Secondly, fear distorts God's purposes. God knew there were giants in the land when he promised it to his people. God doesn't always tell you what you're going to have to come up against before you take off. Or else you'd never take off. If he told you all the stuff you had to deal with before you got started, you sure would stay in the camp and won't break camp. Not only will you stay in the camp, you let your tent down and zip up the door and say, I ain't coming out. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atascacita, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call The Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.